Welcome to Podcast You Without Reasons, where ABC brings the drama. And we are, of course, bringing you some new analysis. Hi, friends. I'm Mardia. My name is Brennan, and welcome back to another week. Once again, sorry about last week, but it's Thanksgiving week, so what do you people expect? Like, sorry, not sorry, guys. <laughs> we're, we're busy people. We've got lives, <laughs> friends, family. But we hope that you guys had a good Thanksgiving. Yes, ours were both good. We hope that yours guys was good as well. So, yeah. But we did not come here to talk about Thanksgiving or any, did we? We sure did not. Actually, what are you talking about? I thought that this is what we were gathering together. This today. is not the Thanksgiving podcast. What? But I am thankful for hometowns. Listen. Actually, I'm not. Mm-mm. I don't care. I know you're going to get so mad at me. I literally just made you mad right before. But the shell season, mediocre at best for me. You're, first of all, you're ridiculous and I can't stand you. Second of all, <laughs> I always hate hometowns. I never enjoy them. Really? The only hometowns that I've actually enjoyed watching is Peter's, and that's because Victoria F. made a fool of herself the entire episode, and that's what I'm here for. Okay, that hometown, you're right. You are correct. That hometown was probably one of the best hometowns ever, because we didn't even see her parents. Like, where Peter never met her parents. We saw her <laughs> sitting inside. It's our entire family. Talking, and that was it. That was the only hometown I think I've ever enjoyed. That was the greatest. So you were correct. I will agree with you on that. That's and these people are just like some of they're doing things that they would do at home, but yeah. in Minneapolis. Yeah. They, like they legitimately never left. Do you think that this is what these people would do? Do you think Rodney would legit go apple picking? I mean, I think he would, yeah. Seems to have an Apple thing. You think that you think that Brendan would skateboard? I think he used to. Yeah. And Joe, Joe's the only one that I believe would do. What are you doing, Zane? I mean, he remember. did the stupid prom. He didn't have anything. He has no life. Oh yeah. Oh, that was so stupid. Joe and Michelle. I'm tired of them reliving their high school glory days now. That's what they have. I hate that. <laughs> the, the people who peak in or just after high school, all they have is high school memories. Mm-hmm. And me, who has yet to peak and will hopefully someday peak. <laughs> You're like, I'm still on a constant rise. <laughs> I've been a lot of ups and downs. I don't know if it's a constant rise. <laughs> but I certainly didn't peak those four years in high school. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. Like, I, oh boy, I loved high school, but I don't think I peaked in high school. Um, but yeah, it's when you know people that are like that, though, when you know that that's what they got and they keep tossing you back to high school, high school discussions. Remember that time when, remember blah, blah, blah. I'm like, bro, no, let's not do it. But Joe and Michelle, that's what they got. Mr. Basketball, Miss Basketball. They're like, oh my gosh, we're athletes, star athletes. Let's go look at our lockers. Let's go look at whatever. Let's nah. like, I just, it, it used to be cute to me. And now I'm like Nate or not Nate, um, Joe. I'm like, just, just walk down the street and go home. 
And uh, and obviously, Nate does what he does on hometowns. Mm-hmm. He he pedalboards and he pedalboarded well. I believe that he would go paddleboarding. I do. I believe I do. that he is an avid paddleboarder. I do believe because I feel like that's how he keeps those abs in shape. Listen, he's a hot man. He is a hot man. Like I said, I just don't trust him, but he's a hot man. He's yeah. He, it goes Nate, Brandon, Joe left for me. I okay. I used to be like Joe at the top. Joe was hot. Joe was great. He was gonna win it. Then I was like, oh Nate, Brandon. I never paid attention to until like two weeks ago, and I'm like, oh you're precious. <laughs> and now I think he's like he's really attractive. Brandon's great. He grows on you, man. He he does. Except also, for on me, I always knew he was cool. I always knew he was cute. Yeah, I did not. I did not until he went home with Michelle and her parents caught in quotations caught them in the pool. Right. Um, I just also love the dramatic music that happened with that too, and her being like, "Michelle, get out of here! <laughs> <laughs> the producers are gonna bombard your home." Well, you weren't there, and God bless her dad just walking in like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all deserve some Oscars. Um, one thing, I don't remember if I posted this on our Insta stories or not, but I saw a meme last night that was um, basically a picture of Nate's, so all of their all of their moms, and then it said, it had Rodney's mom um, in the lower, I think the lower no, wait, she's probably in the upper right-hand corner. And it said, um, Rodney's mom missed the hair memo because all of their moms had red hair. Except for Rodney's. And worst time, Rodney's mom comes out with a blonde blowout. <laughs> I did I did see a couple things like that, that like three of the four moms were redheads. Yes, it was hilarious. And really, all of the fa- all the families themselves were eerily similar. Uh, yeah. Yes. The only difference between the four families was really that Joe's dad didn't want to say anything. Joe's dad was killing me when he was like, oh, I know you got some questions, dad. No, not really. Nope, just going to sit here in silence. Nope. Okay, then. Crucial part of the show where I asked my son about his journey for love. Could not care less. So let's just go back. He literally was like, okay, we're here. All right. Time is this over. That was the greatest, though. Like, the way he said that was just like, nope. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get started. Uh, Brandon's date was first. Uh, they're pretending to visit Portland, Oregon. <laughs> pretending. How long are we going to pretend? Also, question, though, and we'll talk about this later, but Clayton, are his dates going to be pretend? No. It, from what I've heard, they are full-on traveling for Clayton. <sighs> Clayton's season will be traditional. Why did he have to be the one to usher us back into the traditional era? Because what's more traditional for the bachelorette than a boring white guy? Gosh. He gives me um, Colton vibes. That's what I've been seeing everywhere. That people are like, this dude reminds me so much of Colton. Mm Mm-hmm. He's just basically a straight Colton. Yeah, it's, it's unfortunate for sure. Yup. Yeah, so we're off pretending like we're in Oregon. 
um, and we're meeting some families. Uh, Brandon, totes adorable for sure. And yes. The so okay, we're meeting his mom Carmen, his dad David, his brother Noah. That's right. His brother was like, "I'm gonna delay this deployment so I can meet this girl." Yes, and, which is that's that's really nice of him. Oh. I was quiet for a second there, sorry, because I was pulling up a Derek Peth tweet from mm-hmm. yesterday. He, <laughs> The tweet says, ABC making bachelor decisions. And it says, scientists create the whitest paint ever. <laughs> so you knew that yesterday saying, ABC making bachelor decisions. Oh my gosh. Honestly, though, honestly, like I said, we'll talk about this in a bit, but that reveal, again, quotation marks for those of you who can't see me, that reveal... Of like, and then coming in January, and you get you got Clayton, and he's the bachelor, and all these girls are freaking out, and yada yada yada. That was the most. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? The most anticlimactic reveal of a bachelor because a we already knew who it was going to be. Yes, they confirmed it to us, so it was weird. It was like we're all this weird in between phase where it's like we know the surprise party, we know that it's happening. And then they're like, surprise! And you're like, I've been here for 10 minutes. <laughs> right. Right. Yes. Uh, but the first tweet of the last, the first tweet of mine from last... Tammy said on Instagram, is this, um, let me see if I can find it. I, I, I hope I shared it. I don't think I did, though. Um, but she says, is this the official reveal? No question mark. I think it, it was with a period too. And people were like, yeah, girl, we've known. Oh yeah, you know, blah, blah. And then one person commented and said, I believe I read this in the intended tone. <laughs> <laughs> Cause I was like, yeah, Tammy's basically like, this is dumb. Yeah. So. But uh, the first tweet from last night, Ernie, uh, is Brandon's brother just a clone in glasses? Yes. Absolutely. Yes. I looked up at one point and I thought, is that, wait, when did he get glasses? And then, <laughs> wait. wait. <laughs> but uh, for Brandon and Michelle, their hometown is going to be uh, go skateboarding in a creepy garage, uh, uh, like storage unit. Of course, as all skateboarders do. And uh, he he may have at one point been a good skateboarder, but his skateboard skills did not last through the night. No, it just felt like a junior high student being like, "Hey, you know, do you want to go on a date and watch me do some tricks? My mom will pick us up at nine. <laughs> he said, "My legs were like, "Yo, I don't know how to work anymore. I'm embarrassing <laughs> to bleep out of myself." <laughs> Oh man, yeah, it was uh, it was something. Yeah, his family, they were sweet. They weren't really anything to write home about, though, for me. I really liked his family. They were sweet, yeah. Um, I just think that, yeah, I didn't really remember the full conversation. Um, but that's fine. Yeah, I mean, they they were first date is always kind of basic anyway. Yeah, I mean they were they were fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, she talks to she talks to 
uh, Brandon's dad, David, about fishing. Says that he he and the boys went fishing a lot, and she said that he and her dad fish. Mm-hmm. So something to bond over. And Brandon is convinced that Michelle is his person. Do and you think that Michelle is his person? I think Michelle very well could be his person if she picks him. I think that they yeah. obviously, like, I don't agree with the idea of the person. Obviously, no one just has one person. You don't agree with that? No. I believe that there's one person. That's so stupid. It's <laughs> statistically impossible. What? I always like You're I, telling you're telling me the likelihood what's the likelihood that your person is in your area? Because there's a lot more people other places than there are here. That's true. But I think that the I think that the universe or like well God, we're both Christians. I think that I think that well, hang on. Because if that person dies, I don't want to be like that was it. That was my one <laughs> shot at love. I feel like it can be altered a little bit, but I believe in soulmates. And I think that just because I'm in one place and just because he could be like in Nepal right now, but our paths would cross in a way that it's like. Well, I hope you enjoy your Hallmark movie because that's not how life works. Get out of here. I think you find someone. And I'll be like. I think two people find each other, find people that they enjoy. And they work hard to make that love a thing. But I don't think anyone's made for anyone else. That's ridiculous. Okay, then call me ridiculous one more time. You're ridiculous. Okay. Uh, I believe it. <laughs> I just don't think that Michelle is a person. I feel like she's too old for him. Is she, old, is she older than him? What's her age difference? I How think th- four years. I think he's 26. How old is Michelle? I thought she was 29 or 30. Okay. Is she? At most 31. I don't even, I just realized I don't even know her age. Um, She's between 29 and 31. I feel with Michelle and, with Michelle and um, Brandon and Michelle and Rodney, I feel their age differences. I don't know. I I just feel I feel like she's older. Maybe it's because she puts off this quiet vibe, you know, even though she's really funny. Um, I just I, I feel their age difference. I can see it. It's at most five years. Let me see. I'm gonna look this up. Okay. Yeah, but age. Uh, twenty-eight. She's twenty-eight. Mm-hmm. That's two years. Yeah. So, I mean, not bad. Maybe he just looks like a baby to me. Yeah, I mean, he he is definitely he definitely looks very young, but mm-hmm. his mom seems skeptical. Yes, that he's her person. His mom was like, "Okay, honey bun." Yeah. I do kind of feel like she, um, like Michelle, she's very diplomatic in her answers. But I feel like she is just kind of wanting it to be some of these guys. Personally, I I don't know personally if any of these guys are her guys. Spicy take. But then again, you just told me that I had believed in the ridiculous notion of soulmates. So, 
Maybe I'm wrong. I, I believe you are. Uh, <laughs> but I just think, like, when it comes to these two, I really think that Michelle is rational and mature and will make the steps that it takes to make something work. And Brandon is head over heels and do whatever it takes to make her happy. He really is, though. He's he's super smitten. So that's why I think that they could work. Mm-hmm. Because one of them is head over heels for the other. And the other is supposedly, as she says in a minute, falling for him. And I'm beginning to hate that phrase. And mature and rational. How do you feel about the, the phrase falling for? It's not my favorite, but it it allows us to understand more of where the lead is at. Mm-hmm. Because she only said without she's falling. Without saying I love you. Yes, because she's only said she's falling for someone twice. Mm-hmm. Just to Nate and Brandon. Mm, you're right. She didn't say it to Rodney. She didn't say it to Rodney, and then it was a similar response to Rodney's response that Joe got when he said that he's falling for her. It was just kisses. Mm. Yeah. That's where I knew Rodney was out. Yeah. I took a bet, though. I took a risk with our um, Rosalie last night. Mm. And you chose poorly. I chose, I chose Rodney instead of Joe. I chose the almost almost painfully obvious top three. Did you pick Joe and Rod, not Rodney, Joe, Nate, and Brandon. That's why I was in first place in every league I'm a part of. I noticed that. I was like, dang it. Dang it. And then at one point I was tied for seventh with like four people. <laughs> <laughs> well, at this point it's hard to be not tied because there's only four yeah. options and you have to pick three of them. Yeah. Like I was like, dang it. All right. But I, I didn't, I almost, I almost picked him, and then I was like, I don't want to go traditional. And um, what if it's Rodney? And then, well. <laughs> what if it's not? <laughs> what if it's not? Uh, so we we get a conversation at the end that we uh, that we talked about before. Brandon and Be- Brandon and Michelle are chatting outside. She's he says that she's falling for him. I mean, he's falling for her. She says, "I'm falling for you too." Mm-hmm. So this was, I think this is what shook up my rankings later on. So this is this right here, that goodbye was where you were like, oh, well, and entered the chat. This one and Nate's date really shook things up for me. Nate's date, I was concerned. We'll get to that. but Yeah, I, we'll get there. I, yeah. This might undo it. All right, we move on to date number two. We have Rodney. The city they're pretending to go to is Rancho Cucamongo, California. We're meeting Rodney's mom, Carrie, and his stepdad, Tyree. I hate the run and jump hug. I don't mind it. It's so, so cliche. It's cliche, but it's fun. It's a fun cliche. I don't know. Uh, I do hate it. <laughs> well, in this date, they do the only thing that Rodney and Michelle do is talk, talk, about, and, apples. talk about apples. Gosh. The jig is up. I'm over it. 
Well, they talk about a specific Apple called. It was funny at first, but now I'm like, stop talking about apples. No, for sure. Uh, They go to find a specific Apple called the First Kiss, which was developed in Minnesota. Of course. And oddly enough, they find the Apple. I wish they hadn't. Like, I wish that they hadn't. And it just was like, oh, okay, well, let's get a Fuji. (laughs) And then they dip sliced apples into uh, various things. I saw caramel and butterscotch. There's no peanut butter, then they're getting rid of the only thing that you should dip an apple in, which is peanut butter. True, true. I just felt like this was so cliche. Sorry, guys, I'm eating a, I'm eating a really great snickerdoodle cookie maybe, right now. Maybe you shouldn't, because we're doing a podcast. Whatever. <laughs> uh, we, we head back to the, uh, the same house where we met uh, Brandon's parents last night. And we we met moms and pop moms and pops, and yeah. this is where like I was. This statement was uh, weird from Carrie, and I thought I'd get your thoughts on it. She says Rodney and I were close to being best friends, not just mother and son. You thought that was weird? It's just weird to be like to see yourself and your son more as best friends than mother and son. Like, you can be, I I love my mom, and I talk to my mom pretty much every day, if not every day. Sometimes mm-hmm. a couple times a day. But, like, maybe it's different because I found my quote-unquote person, and my person mm-hmm. is my best friend. Yeah. But that, like, it just seems kind of weird for, like, someone to be like, this is not my mom. This is my best friend. Yeah. I mean... I, I thought it was kind of endearing. I thought it was it, it was sweet because I think it would have been more weird if she had said like, "Oh, don't think of me as Rodney's mom. Think of me as his best friend." Like then it'd be like, okay, yeah. But I think that it just showcased how close they are and what we're kind of walking into. Um, yeah, I thought it was sweet. And then it just got, then it just went downhill really quickly for Rodney when Carrie asked Michelle what sets him apart from the other men. And after, you picked up on that too. After a lengthy pause as her mind races to figure out something that she likes about Rodney, she Mm -hmm. says, His playfulness, I don't laugh with anyone else as hard as I laugh with Rodney. And his mom was like, Well, he's, I mean, he is funny, but he's also, um, was a very, like loving or something something to that effect of like he'll be a good partner too and she's like oh absolutely yes very much so yeah no it was it's never been more evident he was k-i-a uh-huh he was he was dead in the water poor guy like i love him i love him to death i want to be his best friend he's wonderful and he's adorable but that lengthy pause of her having to think about it, she couldn't even say, like, the chemistry that we have or, you know, the the connection. That would have been super cliche, but, like, to talk about the connection, she thought about it and then was like, he makes me laugh. And then attempted to recover by saying, like, 
I think about like if we're stuck in an airport, you know, and you're going on a trip and it's just stressful, like what kind of partner would you do you want there during those stressful times? And somebody that make you laugh, somebody with humor. Okay, Michelle. All right. You hopped back real quick and, <laughs> and made up a story. Yeah, and because of all this, Carrie is very worried that her darling son will be heartbroken. Mm-hmm. And at this point is when I tweeted, like I told you earlier, it's going to be really sad to see Rodney leave in an hour and ten minutes. But this is the most fourth place I've ever seen someone in the fourth place. Yeah. Oh, it was it was hard. It was like, boop, that's it. This is all you get. Because most of the time, the top four, there's two pretty obvious ones, or one pretty obvious one. And the rest of them are just like, huh, I wonder who she's going to send home this time. But this time, I would have bet my entire bank account that Rodney was going home. Absolutely. Absolutely. But, but then, towards the end, though, I did think for a hot minute, what if it was Nate? What if Nate goes home? Or what if it's Joe? <laughs> Boring Joe. Boring. What if he just goes home? No. Michelle stuck to the plan. Stuck to, stuck to the obvious. I think... She she has the best connection with the other three that she kept, and she also is just like, hmm, which which of the which three of the four that I have available would I like to sleep with? Yes, and it was obviously also very apparent that she did not want to sleep with Rodney. <laughs> no interest in sleeping with Rodney. She did not want to sleep with Rodney. If she said today. Oh no, Rodney is like super hot. I would be shocked. <laughs> Homegirl was not in it to get it with Rodney. <laughs> no, no. Oh. Uh, she talks to. Then Carrie talks to Rodney. Uh, Carrie says, "It does scare me that you would be heartbroken at the end of this. That's a little worrisome for me." For me. And Rodney says that Michelle is worth getting his heart broken, possibly. Okay. Yeah. Uh, this bubble must be strong, is all I have to say. Mm-hmm. Because, just like, I don't know. I really don't. I really, I just, yeah. <laughs> uh, next up is Joe. Uh, Joe gets the only actual hometown because he lives about three minutes up the street from Michelle. <laughs> he actually, he actually walked from his, he walked from his home to the fake house. Oh my gosh. Like just the fact that they lean so hard into the fact that Joe is from Minnesota. They remind us at every relentless point every week that Joe is from Minnesota that he's basically the equivalent of um, Sarah Palin when she's like, I can see Russia from my backyard. Like, Joe is like, that's my house right back there. <laughs> you know, like, Joe wants us to know. But even when Joe stops wanting us to know, the producers are like, hey, Joe, where are you from? Where are you from? Joe, is this is this your nursery school? <laughs> Joe, you Kroger? <laughs> like, it's so ridiculous. Ridiculous how they set this up. Yeah. Uh, we're meeting Joe's mom, Julie, his dad, David, 
and his brother Dan and his, and Dan's wife Hannah. And mm-hmm. because we went to Michelle's high school, we obviously have to get a similarly uninteresting tour of Joe's high school. I saw something um and I, I shared it on our on our Instagram, but it basically said, let me pull it up. Um, but it basically was like Michelle took Rodney blind blind taste testing and then Rodney took Michelle blind taste testing. Michelle took Joe on a tour of her high school and Joe took Michelle on a tour of his high school. Did they think we'd forget? Yeah. <laughs> Like, it's literally just them being like, okay, what did I do on my date? Okay, we'll just do that for me. It's like, but like I said, I can't remember if we were recording when we talked about high school glory days. Were we recording? Yes, we were recording. Okay, I was like, was that you and I? Or was that was that for the, the, for the camera? Um, but I, I'm just so, I'm so over, I'm so over watching these two talk about high school now gosh yeah so hardcore over it uh joe pictures on the wall and done like superlatives or something i'm surprised that didn't happen oh they might have him i just decided to cut it out uh joe said he never went to prom and since michelle said in her poem that she was picked last for prom they had a prom which will be our third prom in the last year and I, a half? Yeah. I hate proms on the show. I really do. Uh, but he... Yeah, it's just not... I don't enjoy it. No, not at all. Uh, so then we head to the evening portion. And we meet Joe's parents. And my favorite tweet of the night last night... Is that it said... Is that Joe's dad or is that Keenan Thompson in disguise? <laughs> Brilliant. Honestly, though. Because it looks like if Keenan Thompson put on a little extra weight and then grayed his hair. Like, Joe's dad, honestly, it's like he took a nap, like upstairs, walked downstairs and was like, oh, is Joe here yet? Okay. And he could have, because he just drove there the five minutes before that. He didn't even have to board a plane to get there. Nope. So, honestly. Um, but, yeah, Joe's dad, I mean, God bless him, he didn't put any effort into this. Nope. Didn't have any questions at all. Did not, did not want to be there. Did not care. His mom put in a little bit more effort. He was like, I'll be the mom. I'll ask the questions. But Joe's dad, nope, not in, not interested in it. Met Michelle and was like, she's nice. Okay, I like her. Got any questions? Nope. I <laughs> I know ABC doesn't do bonus footage, but the amount of cold hard cash I would pay them to see the entire Joe and Joe's dad sit down. Yeah. Just the sheer level of awkwardness that they had when they were together. Because this this is it. Joe, you guys look like a loving couple. You still got to express yourself to her. And then Joe's like, do you have any questions? And Joe's was like, nope. Not at all. Didn't care. Literally was like, is 
probably looked at his clock and was like, is the, you know, whatever, whatever Milwaukee um, or Michigan, Minnesota basketball team or football team, whatever was playing, like he probably was like, what's, what's the score uh, for what? Anything, anything but here. <laughs> he was like, he's like, okay, well, we're clearly not going to talk about anything of a substance. Uh, you guys can go somewhere else. But we have to be here for 10 more minutes. So can you catch me up on what's happened in the last four weeks while I've been gone in sports? <laughs> Something. Like, but yeah, didn't care. But the only... Adorable. The only reason this entire date worked was because of Hannah. Mm-hmm. Hannah had all the things to stay. Yeah, she really did. She really did. And I loved what she said about... um uh what did she say? It was like, hopefully this works out because if it doesn't, this could be really awkward. We might see her at the grocery store. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, so we get Hannah and, uh, Dan talking to Joe. Joe, uh, Hannah asked, do you love her? Do you think you love her? And he said, he's falling for her and he's ready to propose. And. Do you, hmm? do you believe Joe when he says that? It's so hard to tell because I I think that he thinks he is, mm-hmm. but he just shows so little emotion. How are you supposed to tell? Listen, I'm feeling a little jaded in Bachelor Nation since uh, Tasha and Zach broke up. I'm like, what is what is this Bachelor Nation love? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> together. Yeah, we've got we've got news and notes and tea to talk about later, so we can get into that. Mm, yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Bachelor Nation's been busy. Oh, for sure they have. Uh, finally, uh, Joe, I mean, in the last part of this, um, Joe grabs Michelle, and they sit down with Hannah and Dan. Uh, uh, Michelle says that Joe feels like a little slice of home, wherever she's at, because she got homesick and sad and missed her family. And being able to talk to someone from Indianapolis that sounds like home and is like home helped. And I feel like that's only only going to be helpful here. Exactly. Exactly. Because you know what? If she does pick him and they do get into an invested relationship, a committed relationship, and he feels like home, she's going to be like, oh my goodness. Like you feel like everything here. There is nothing exciting about you. Well, yeah, because when she's back home, close to her family and at her job and where the places that she goes, she doesn't need home anymore. She's at home. Nope. Nope. I personally, I feel like right there, you hit the nail on the head. I feel like that is what it is between her and Joe. Yeah. It's there, like sort of like um, some sort of touchstone, you know. For both like, of them. Where the the thing that keeps um, Leonardo DiCaprio's character grounded, yeah, you know, and tethered to reality—that's what Joe is. But it's only for this temporary amount of time. And that's them. They're that for each other, mm-hmm. because yeah. Joe probably feels like Michelle feels like home. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's definitely a weird situation. Uh, Hannah eventually. Uh, approves Michelle says it was cl- it was clear that she's pushing him and bringing a lot of energy to their partnership and it seems like probably that's what Hannah has to do to Dan 
Because I think That's Dan exactly said three when words. When she said that, when she said that, I was like, I-, I think you are that person. Yeah, you obviously have to do that to Dan, who said four words, and the only one speaking to the camera is you. And Joe's dad said nothing, so it runs in the family. <laughs> For sure, and uh, Joe tells Michelle at the uh, outside on the classic bench. That I'm falling in love with you. And Michelle responds by giving kisses and not saying I'm falling for you too. She's like, I'll distract you with my mouth. Which is what everyone who isn't in love with the person who says that they're in love with them says or does. Bingo. And that's my concern about them. I think if she picks Joe, it's not going to last. I don't think so either, Mm-mm. which is unfortunate. But uh, we head to date number four, which is Nate. We're going to meet Nate's mom, Leanna, and his stepdad, Charles. And they're pretending like they're going to Austin, Texas. Yeah. And you can tell they're pretending like they're going south because Michelle wore shorts. Right. Like, it's still it's still Minnesota, but she's like, I'm going to act like it's hot out. I mean, it's like, what, August? So it probably is warm. I guess. I mean, to be fair, for me, shorts weather is like 55. It was like today? Today, Yeah, today I wore shorts. I'm wearing shorts right now. Really? It's December 1st. It's 55 degrees out. Climate change, man. December 1st. Very real thing, y'all. Very real. The climate is changing. All right, so we... Uh, they're going to go down to a lake and they're going to go paddle boarding. And obviously they knew they were doing this because they were both wearing swimsuits under their clothes. Okay. Okay. Another thing. Like I was like, can you guys at least try to make me think that this is spontaneous? Michelle probably was told to wear a swimsuit under her clothes, but that was probably it. Yeah. I love how she comments on his orange swim trunks. And she's like, oh, he has his swim trunks again. Obviously, she likes those. (laughs) Uh, But she has a different swimsuit. Yeah. First one was white. This one's kind of like a brown and like caramel colored. Uh, Mm -hmm. So they they start paddle boarding first on their own paddle boards. And then he gets on hers and they paddle board together for a while. He is just a physical specimen. Like I said, he's hot. I don't trust him. Do you trust him because he's so hot? Maybe. I don't know. He just maybe. I keep saying this, and if I ever, if I ever talk to him, I'll probably tell him this. But I also will be stuttering a lot because this is the <laughs> coolest opinion I've ever seen anywhere in life. I mean, he's cool. He's so cool. Like I said, I don't trust him. He's too cool. He's too cool for school. I don't know, but uh, we he he gives us a little brief thing on his family. Uh, his family doesn't do feelings. They put so much emphasis on the fact that they do not feel that they are not a feeling people. Well, I think they <laughs> have to, weird. They have to establish something because it's going to be unlike any other hometown we maybe ever saw, or at least we've seen in recent memory. And they have to let us know the fact that they're not even still together. Yeah. They're 
and then this is how I knew that despite the fact that they don't really talk about it, mm-hmm. his stepdad clearly cares about him because he's willing to spend the day with his recently divorced wife to support his stepson. Okay, did he touch on that about being divorced? I think they. I think he said that they're not together anymore. Okay, I missed that. This makes this whole dynamic even weirder. Yes, yes. Uh, yes, his mom, his mom and stepdad, uh, Charles and Leanna are no longer together. Man. But he, Charles obviously cares for Nate quite a bit because mm-hmm. he's willing to come anyway. I was, I was kind of weirded out by the fact that, so he mentioned that he loves his dad and he's got a good relationship with him. So why didn't his dad come? Maybe because of COVID, but. I think, didn't he say last week that his dad doesn't want to meet his partners until they're married? I don't remember. I thought he had said something about Nate's dad's Nate saying that his dad said that he doesn't want to meet any of the women in his life until they're married. So no wonder he's like, I'm not bringing anybody home. <laughs> I don't want to talk about feelings. I thought that's what he said, but maybe he was talking about the fact that he, that he doesn't bring anybody home. Maybe. But I swore I remember him saying that like somebody doesn't want to meet his partners until they're like it. He's just, like, somewhere at home, I imagine. Or he's, like, out somewhere. Somebody turns on a TV and it's like, isn't that? And he's like, turn it. I don't need to meet her yet. <laughs> I don't care. It doesn't matter unless he marries her. Are they married? Then I don't care. <laughs> then I don't care. They're engaged. Could not care less. <laughs> I need to see an extra band on that ring for me to care. So I thought that you had a very interesting perspective on... Nate's stepdad, Charles. Yeah, well, yeah, I want to get to that. I want to get to that because we have some conversations. Uh, Charles, Nate's stepdad, talks to Michelle. And Michelle, they talk about how that they've never met any of his significant others. And his Mm -hmm. concern is that, like, he says that he's in love, but he's never been in love. So how does he know the difference between loving someone and being in love? And like Michelle doing her due diligence asked mm-hmm. Charles, who she assumed knows her, her, his stepson very well, asked if he thinks that he can, he will be ready to propose. Mm-hmm. And Nate says, Nate's da- stepdad, Charles says, I don't know if he can get there. But my problem was Nate, Charles, how the frick do you know? You have never spoken emotionally with your stepson. So if you don't have a relationship with your stepson that digs into the emotions of who he is as a person, how do you know? I also, I have trouble with people saying things like, um, oh, they've never been in love. So how do they know that this is love or they've never been in love? So they just can't get there. I think that's dumb because if people have never been in love, let them fall in love so that they can have the experience of falling in love. (laughs) And like people could have easily said that about me and my wife because we were the first serious relationship that either one of us have had. Well, if that was the case, if someone was just like, I don't think you're in love because you don't know what love is. Well, maybe we weren't being married with a child right now. Yeah, exactly. No, that's my point. Yeah, I totally agree with you. 
is that they put so much emphasis on the fact that, oh my gosh, so-and-so hasn't been in love. That it's like, so white, he can't be in love today. He can't be in love right now. Right. Of his past. Yeah, I was just like, I was not a fan of all of this from Charles. Uh, (laughs) But uh, we get a conversation with Charles and Nate. Who they both call Nathaniel, which I was weird. Felt was weird mm-hmm. because I always called we we just call him Nate. Yeah. That's what we know his name to be. But they always call him Nathaniel. Uh, but let's talk about uh, Michelle and Leanna first. They talk about their. Uh, she says that they connect on so many levels. And uh, Leanna says, "My worry is he's getting he's gotten swept up in, in the process." Because if he leaves with Michelle, it's a very different world when you're dealing with everyday struggles that every couple has to deal with. Mm-hmm. That's so, where I just don't, and maybe it's my intuition or maybe it's just the vibe that I'm getting from watching this, but I just, I don't know. I think that he wants it to be it for right now. I don't even think that he wants it to be it. I could see him being like, no, I'm totally in love. I'm totally in this for engagement, marriage. And then he gets to the altar and he's like, oh, I messed up. I don't want to do this. Well, I, this is where I think that once again, we have a problem with proposals. Mm-hmm. There's no place in this pro- in this process for proposals. Right. No, absolutely not. And was it was it Nate's mom or was it um, Brandon? No, Roddy's mom that asked her um, if she was waiting for an engagement, if she wanted an engagement at the end of this. I don't remember. I think it, oh, I don't I don't remember which one it was because I just remember her saying I don't want him to feel pressured to to do that to fulfill that if he does not want to do it yet. And I was like, you know what, Mama? Accurate. I I think that that needs. I think that that needs to be part of the overnights for the for. If I was a lead in this franchise, a hundred percent part of my overnights would be, if you don't want me to propose. Tell me, I don't have to. Yeah, because if you, if you can get on common ground like that and just be like, listen. It could be further down the road, but right now we just want to be together. Cool. Yeah, because Nick talks about this a lot, where he talks about how he was never pressured into proposing, mm-hmm. but it was kind of like a expectation. Like, oh, yeah. okay, it's proposal day. Sean Booth recently talked to Nick. I think it was Nick Vile. Yeah, no. no, at Sean's wedding, they reconnected and passed things out at Sean's wedding. Yeah, I mean at Ben's he, wedding. He recently was talking to someone about this, and he said that the producers told him, "If you don't propose, everyone will hate you." And maybe they didn't do that to Nick because Nick had already had everyone hate him and didn't care. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but yeah, apparently they told Sean, "If you don't propose," because he was like well, do we have to do this? You know, can, like maybe we can date for a while afterwards or whatever, yada, yada, yada. And they were like, if you don't, you're going to be the bad See, guy. See, that's when you're the lead. You can't let these producers 
talk to you like you're stupid. Right. You have and to. You have to say. I just don't understand why they. I know it's for us to be like, oh, love is real and yada yada yada. But man, oh man. Because if I was, um, if I was in this, I'm saying like I would never tell them this. Because I would mm-hmm. want to get the spot and they wouldn't give me the spot if I knew this. But no shot I'm proposing. Mm-mm. I'm not proposing to somebody I spent a total... Because Nick said today when he... When uh, Vanessa moved to LA after they, got, after they got engaged, they had never spent more than three days together. I heard Hannah Brown say the same thing. She was talking about her season on Colton, her time on Colton's season. And she said that she had enough time to read several books and get to know the women in the house that she was staying with because you don't get so much time with the lead. Yeah. You just, as time goes by, you do, you get more, but you do not get a ton of time with this person that you were expected to be engaged to marry in like 31 days. And that's that's the difference, I think, in the success level of Paradise and the success level of the general franchise. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, we talked... Serena was on the episode last night. Her and Joe. Now, did you see the massive rock on Serena's hand? Oh, for sure. Because the, the world knew... Yeah, you can wear the ring because we already know you're... Propo- you're, you're already, we already know you're engaged, so you're good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But... That's the difference between like Serena and Joe. They could they got together the very first episode or the second episode, and they were able to hang out all day every day. Besides one random date she went on with Thomas, and conversations he had with uh, Kendall, mm-hmm. there was nothing else. That there was no other indication that either of them had interest in anyone else. Right, so they got that time to grow. They got that consistent all-day time. Mm-hmm. And there wasn't anybody there wasn't anybody fighting for one of their attention. Yeah, like, so they weren't distracted in any way. A couple of those random dates, but it wasn't like a constant thing of competing against 30 other guys or 30 other women. Absolutely. So there's uh so yeah, that's what it comes down to. Uh So, yeah, it was just, it's it's a stupid, it's a stupid idea. Uh, so, yeah, we get to this conversation with uh, Nate and Charles. They talk for a little bit, and I thought this was probably the best conversation of the night. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to lie, it brought tears to my eyes a bit. Yeah, this was, this was a great, the beginning part where Charles was like, I don't, Nate doesn't know the difference between being in love and being married. One's a feeling, mm-hmm. one's a commitment. Once once we got all past that and we got to the emotional part of their like the lacking in their relationship, I thought it was really nice because we uh he he says if everything is so new, how do you know any of it's real? Your feelings are real. You feel what you feel, but it doesn't mean it's true love. Mhm. Um and then they start to they start to get emotional, and uh, Nate says it's all good. I wouldn't be the person I am if it wasn't for you. Never. And then uh, Charles says, "Never doubt that I am proud of you. I don't say it a lot. I don't hug a lot. But never, never, never doubt that I love you, and never I, doubt that I'm here for you." I um yeah, I just really appreciate this. 
I also really appreciate the fact that when Nate said that I love you, and then he was like, I don't know if I've ever told you that. And Charles was like, if you did, I don't remember it. Yeah. <laughs> like, it was a very authentic conversation. Yeah, and you could tell how much that meant to Nate in general. That mm-hmm. and like he was giving credit to that to Michelle. Yeah. After that, he says, "What a night! Look at you bringing family together." Man, yeah, it was sweet. It but was sweet. Michelle was obviously uh, not happy about how everything about that date went. She says, I'm feeling nauseous, worried. Tonight is going to be the toughest rose ceremony yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, and also, we have seven minutes to kill. So, bringing the people that we flew in for no reason. Despite, like I said on Twitter, didn't need them. So happy to see them. Not at all. Not at all. <laughs> I could not have cared less that these two showed up no okay like uh, i would like to preface again what i said i did not need them but i was so happy that they were there right i and love I, these not two at all. not at all and not at all Br- not at all happy that they were there <laughs> brie and serena are so sweet they obviously care deeply about michelle and they look they both looked fantastic they did they're very like um first of all their skin tones are like the same but they're also very like bright and glowy. Yes, they 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 look. I couldn't tell what it was, but they looked. They this may have been the best that either of them have ever looked. Just in terms of like, yeah. they definitely seem like. Maybe this is just the glow that you get from sleep, and we maybe. never saw that on their season. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they were both very like bright for sure. But I love. I mean, Bree. I Bree's cool. We don't really need her. Um, Serena, I think, is great. I love her relationship with Joe. But do I need them together showing up? All I know is that when we were sitting, when they were, the three of them were sitting in the room chatting, I thought to myself, God, Matt's season could have been amazing. Because three of the final four are incredible. Mm-hmm. And it just, it just had nothing. Matt's season is what I think that Colton, or not Colton, Clayton season is probably going to be. You think it's going to be women dominated because Clayton is a blank canvas? Yes. Yes. I really do. <laughs> yeah, that's probably true. I, I, really, I think really think that do. we're just going to see Colton's season again. People made comments and they were like, I will watch because those women will eat him alive. Yeah. 100%. Yeah, they're going to devour this poor man. Yeah. But like... Yeah. And we obviously have to remember... 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 Remember what was going on outside of the show during Matt's mm-hmm. season. And I guess... Like, the season... The season wasn't good. No. It was far from good. The The women were compelling... But I just actively did not want to see Matt be happy. I actively could not have cared less about him. But be, but just like there was just, it's hard to separate the season from the outside the show drama. Mm-hmm. So that's really I think that's where I would love to in another universe 
watch that season again where Rachel either isn't a racist or <laughs> hides her racism better. Yeah. And we just don't know about it. She just hides it better. Either way, I don't care. I would love to see She's the... Like, delete that from my Facebook and my Instagram. I would like to see an alternate universe where we don't see the franchise crumble around us and see how it affects how much I hate Matt. <laughs> oh my gosh, Matt James. Like, he just... He wasn't good, honey. Wasn't good. No. But, uh, so yeah. They chat for a little bit. It means absolutely nothing. We go to the rose ceremony. The first Nate, the first rose... Oddly enough, goes to Brandon. She was like, "You, you boo." Okay, let's let's do this. From the for sure's to the not so sure, Brandon, get on up here. Yeah, uh, the first rose goes to Brandon. The second rose goes to Nate. And this is where I knew him just like, okay, yeah. This is where I would have been like, I don't. I would bet money I don't have. Mm-hmm. That Brandon's go- that Robbie's going home at this point because she's not going to give up Joe. Which is so silly because I really do think that she should give up Joe. Yeah, 100% she should. But she's not. Not yet. Ugh, that's annoying. And then she she sends the sweet, sweet Rodney home. And they're com- I tweeted this also last night. I believe that was the most genuine bench send home I've ever seen. Yeah. And that's what also made Clayton's announcement so upsetting because I this to you. But when they say everyone loves an underdog, it was like you literally just took what Ronnie told us and you were like, but let's go apply it to this guy. Yeah, I was really upset about that. Uh, To be the bachelor. I don't need Ronnie to be the bachelor, but I also don't like it when people get their words taken. (laughs) Yeah. He got his thing taken away from him for a giant, muscular, handsome white man who played D1 college football. It honestly, like, even when you put it that way, it's like, Bachelor franchise. Have you learned nothing? I've learned nothing. Any, I think... I think two of the four of these would have been really good Bachelors. Mm-hmm. Who? Obviously, your boy, Nate. <laughs> Could you imagine, God, a whole season of Nate? No, I don't want it because I don't trust him. Nate, Nate is the epitome of The Bachelor because he's the prize that we should all ascribe to be. He's so tall, though. Man. Look, you, you know the term, men want him? Women want him and men want to be like him? That's, That's Nate. <laughs> and could you imagine a Brandon season of The Bachelor? Oh. He, that would be sweet. I think I would take him as a baby boy bachelor. That would be the sweetest season of The Bachelor ever. Mm-hmm. Who would you hook Brandon up with in the within the franchise? We just spent several minutes talking about her, Brie. <gasps> okay. Right? I mean, obviously, the obvious choice is Serena, but Serena's taken, so Brie? I like that. I like it a lot. Could, could, could you imagine the positive, intense vibes that you could have gotten of, of him and Serena? But right. obviously, Serena's taken. Yeah, yeah. 
But man, I think I think Bree. Yeah. Brandon and Bree. Maybe that's why he was there. Maybe that's why she was there. Maybe he's her person. Maybe she's his person. If the universe puts them together, boom, not so ridiculous after all, am I? I mean, it's uh, look, they would be a great match on paper. Doesn't means absolutely nothing. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I think so. Michelle tells Rodney, I need you to know that you who you are is enough. It's just feelings move quicker in other relationships. I also hate that cliche line about feelings moving quicker. I mean, I think it's like cliches are cliches for a reason. I think it's just accurate. Yeah. I think it sucks, but she had a deeper, quicker connection. She obviously had a deeper, quicker connection with Joe because they'd interacted before. However (laughs) brief, both of them had been on each other's minds before. Yeah. Brandon made is is obviously very handsome, very sweet, and made an incredible amount of effort for her to see how much he cared. And, and Nate looks like Nate. All about that effort. If we know one thing about her, she's all about that attention to detail and effort. Yeah, and I just I think that it was just he put in a similar amount of effort that Brandon did. She just had the better physical connection with Brandon than she had with Rodney. I mean, you can tell, you can you can tell when she kisses Brandon, she kisses Brandon the way that she kisses Nate, and she kisses Rodney the way she kisses Joe. Wait, okay, say that again. She kisses Brandon the way she kisses Nate. Yes. Is Rodney the way she kisses Joe? Oop. Joe, you next, boo. <laughs> I, I mean, look. I don't want to. I don't want to say my rankings before I say my rankings, but I think you just said my rankings. Mm-hmm. But I think at the same time, Michelle's gonna hang on to Joe. Oh, Joe is gonna be the last person she sends home. Okay, basically, we're at the end of the episode. Uh, yeah. It was really, it was really sad to see Rodney go home, and then we saw a terrible two-minute preview. Two or three minute preview for Clayton season, which makes me not want to watch Clayton season. Yeah. If um, they talk about, they always talk about how the Bachelor franchise is dying. This is going to stab it in the heart. I don't understand the move that they were going for. I really don't because there was no purpose in selecting him. None whatsoever. No. And, and you and I texted last week about this when the kids sent him that letter after their date, which killed me because the internet blew up with like, okay, so that producer wrote a letter that made it sound like it was from a child. Yes. No child says you're so genuine. No. <laughs> a child has never said anyone is genuine before. Right. But um yeah, I just have the have they learned nothing? No, probably not. Also there's just no reason. Because then, and that was another thing that um, Tammy, Tammy has been on fire on Instagram and Twitter. She's killing me. But Tammy had said last week, oh, I can't wait to see, um, I can't wait for tonight because we'll see why the new Bachelor was picked as the new Bachelor. And it was like, yay! And then it started. And then it was like, oh, oh, is he going home? What? And then it was like, that's the new bachelor. <laughs> yeah. 
hasn't spent any time with him whatsoever. There was nothing about his personality that we could link to and say, you know what, he'd be really good. You know what, the most important story of them all is, um, I am so invested in him. I want to see him happy. Therefore, the bachelor so that we can watch him fall in love. Um, but no one wanted that because they never gave us any chance to even connect with him. Yeah, it was definitely, I just wasn't, I wasn't for it. And it's going to be, it's going to have to be something. Ugh. Gosh. He's from Missouri, too. Yeah, that, that doesn't make me feel great. No. Okay, news and notes and tea? Yes. News and notes, news and notes. Okay, uh, first of all, I don't care, but someone might, uh, Courtney Robertson? Yeah, she had a baby. I did see that. Don't care. <laughs> okay, good. I'm glad we established that. Uh, so we talked last time about some of the revelations about from Hannah Brown's new book, God Bless This Mess. Uh, we talked about her her stuff with Peter, and now... Is this about Tyler? It is about Tyler. Okay. Yeah. So t- she talked about Tyler and her relationship in the book, uh, mm-hmm. how they spent that time together right after the season and right after after the final mm-hmm. rose, and then she felt hurt when he started dating Gigi Hadid, and mm-hmm. then, as we remember, we talked about it when it happened, because it was the only thing that was happening, but after yeah. his mom died, she went down to the funeral yeah. for her mom, for his mom. And then he ended up. She ended up staying with him for a while with him and his friends. Apparently, she was also recovering because she's because in the book she says that her brother had an overdose, so she was struggling as well. Yeah. So they say for a while. She says that they slept in the same bed every night while she was there, and they never once did anything. And she says that he would go days without talking to her. While quarantining? Yeah, she says that they would go days without talking. While quarantining in the same house? Yes. I guess that's why she was able to grow closer with Tyler's brother and Matt. Because she would ju- he would just avoid her? So, wait, because at one point, and this is what I'm confused about, because I, I watched I watched um, a little thing with him, the, the Bellas. Yes. Uh, which, yeah. Tyler, Tyler, Tyler. Um, but I'm I'm just confused about what, why, why? Because they made so many Instagrams together, too. Remember that? Yeah. Like beginning of quarantine and everything. Um. Yeah, she said she felt rejected, though. I think. This was a thought that I heard today on Nick Nick's podcast, and I think mm-hmm. I pretty much agree with it. He said that they both needed each other for the hype. And because he was like, fame in Bachelor Nation is fleeting because they're putting out so many seasons, so many mm-hmm. episodes. So, so you he have to, can be super relevant one, like a couple months, you know, and then the next 
season within like the span of three, four months, you're decreased. So yeah, paradise. I think they both took advantage of each other's uh, clout for that. And he thinks that Hannah would have dated Tyler in a heartbeat if Tyler was interested and Tyler wasn't interested. Oh my gosh, yeah. So I think that's really what it comes down to for for Hannah, that she kept thinking, eventually while I'm here, he'll make a move mm-hmm. and we'll be together. And he just didn't want to. That, yeah, that would be a bummer to me. Because especially like if we were just on this epic TV show... You were going to propose. I picked this guy, which, ah, the fact that she picked Jen. (laughs) I still think about it. I'm like, oh my gosh, if she picked, if she had picked Tyler, they might have been married. Maybe. By now. Like, or something, which, like I said, I'm a firm believer that everything happens the way that it's supposed to happen and that I believe that people are meant to be. But, so maybe her and Tyler just weren't meant to be, but man. Yeah, and he Nick also said this, what I thought was very interesting. He says that you remember right after they got together, there was the pictures outside of Hannah's house in the morning. Mm -hmm. Nick said that he talked to Tyler after that happens, and Tyler thinks very much that was staged. (gasps) That Because he says there was no reason for any one paparazzi or not to know I was there. Hmm. So he thinks that she set it up. She th- she thinks that Hannah let someone know that he was there, mm-hmm. and that he would be leaving in the morning. Because they also talked about how early in her current relationship, there was a lot of paparazzi photos mm-hmm. of the two of them out. Yeah, yeah. And Nick nicely said, "It seems like Hannah's team is very busy." Nicely. Basically, what he said was, Hannah is about that life. So, I think I'm just, I'm, I'm just team Hannah, always. Obviously, Hannah's amazing, yes. And I listened to a podcast interview with her, actually, yesterday, with um, Annie F. Downs. Are you familiar with her? I think I, I probably told you about her. The name sounds familiar, yeah. Yeah. Um, but she was talking about just everything with her and like the, the new book and everything and just how hard things are, um, how hard things were, you know? Yeah. And I mean, yes, to a certain extent, I can see somebody being like really into popularity and celebrity, but at the same time, like, and I don't know if this is me not wanting to believe that, that sort of like press manipulation but apparently celebrities do it all the time so it wouldn't be any different but i feel like she's not like that i mean i i don't know just based on the interview that i heard yesterday it doesn't seem like she is like the type of person that would be like oh catch us walking on the street or well i don't think she has two and a half million followers on instagram Mm mm-hmm and for her to continue to live this non-have-a-job lifestyle that she has, mm-hmm. then she needs to keep a certain amount of Instagram followers. Yeah, she's living that in- that influencer life right now. So for her to keep that life, she's got to make it. She's got to be in the news. She has to make news. She has to and be she seen does out. Have her her YouTube channel, which goes through like 
we followed her during her dating during quarantine you know dating um after winning the mirrorball trophy and everything so i think with that she's very savvy and like okay i'm the ex-bachelorette who didn't work out and then she didn't work out with this guy either i still can't believe that he wouldn't talk to her for days and they slept in the same bed i don't know that's what she says i definitely want to read this book i definitely want to read it yeah that w- i do too uh did i request it on audiobook yesterday as well sure did <laughs> uh let's also talk about katie Whew. okay did you see that John released a statement yesterday? On Reddit. Yeah. Friggin' John. Like Uh so let's let's for those of us who for those people who aren't as obsessive as we are, let's break down what happened. So about a month ago not even a month ago, uh Blake and Katie announced and now deleted post because I can't find the date for it. Really? That they are no longer together. And that they're wishing the best for each other. And then right after that, not long after that, which let me see if I can pull it up because uh, someone told me that they did a timeline on Bachelor Data. Uh, so her season, her season started on June 7th of this year. On June 14th, she was spotted with John hanging out in San Diego. In the middle of July, she announced that she was moving that she was moving to San Diego. Let's get down to the uh, the uh, important parts. Katie and Blake broke up on October twenty fifth, twenty twenty one. October twenty seventh. I'm just scrolling through her Instagram and see nothing. On October twenty seventh, she pictured she posted a picture on Instagram of John's dog at the beach. And uh, on November 5th, uh, she posted some f- a note for some flowers that someone had sent her. Obviously now John. And then uh, on November 23rd is when she concluded her 12 Days of Messy with the announcement of her and John's relationship, which is... Less than a month, 28 days. Sorry, 29 days because there's 31 days in October. 29 days after she broke up with Blake. Or the day announced that they were broken up. Mm-hmm. And obviously, there was a t- plan. F- you don't just start a 12 days of messy and figure out what you're going to post on day 12 when you get to day 12. Right. She had this plan for it to be a big reveal. Also, what I think was funny is to kind of loop back around to Hannah Brown and her interview I listened to yesterday. She apparently, in her book, she links a lot of moments in her life to songs. And when Annie asked her about that, she was like, oh, you mean how I tied everything to basically a Taylor Swift song? But a lot of things also include other artists. But she was like, it's mostly Taylor Swift. And I thought about this and how funny it is that Katie did this with T Swift's like red album. Um and Hannah Brown had already written it in a book. <laughs> I was like, wait, did she take an idea from Hannah? Which I don't know. A, like that's just me saying this. It could be completely different. But when I heard Hannah say that, I was like, that's funny because Katie just did that. 
Yeah, it was just, it was, so this whole thing happened. She announces uh, a little over a week ago that they are, about two weeks ago, that they are officially dating. And when this is happening, they, Blake apparently basically finds out when everyone else does. Um, Blake's mom was liking some shady tweets. <laughs> yes. And I thought this was interesting. Blake did a two-part interview mm-hmm. with uh, Brian and Mike Johnson's podcast. Mm. The first part was right after that was after they announced their breakup. And the second part was filmed was filmed apparently hours after finding out about her and John. Really? Hours with within a day, maybe two. So maybe 48 hours. So I have not listened to much of what Blake has had to say about that. Uh, Blake is obviously very hurt. Mm-hmm. He expressed that he has no interest in participating in anything else involving the Bachelor franchise. He's out. Mm. He's done. Oh no! Because don't was... worry. He he will he will heal in time for the beaches of Sayulita. Okay, that's what I was like. Blake belongs on that island. He would also lobbying for Blake to be, and apparently he is in conversation. Like he's not necessarily in direct conversation, but he is in the conversation realm of like, should he be the bachelor? I don't, I don't think that. I don't think he wants to be. I would hope not, but I don't think he would want to be after this. Apparently they tossed his name out there. So yeah, I heard that too, but, uh, belong on the beaches though. Yeah. So then he says that he does feel like there was, if not physical, at least emotional cheating, and clearly both John and Katie are at least always lurking in the shadows of the Bachelor subreddit. Because I don't know how much you get on it. I do not. Well, it is a brutal place from the depths of hell. Just like the rest of Reddit. <laughs> I was going to say, like, any different from the rest. Any no. From- Reddit, Reddit in all places is the depths of hell. But this one specifically is a particularly gross place. Mm. And they metaphorically crapped on both of them for days and days. Yeah, because that's why John is like, hey guys, all of these emojis. Oh, guys, don't pick on Katie. You didn't do anything wrong. I'm like, how often does someone release a freaking statement detailing their relationship? And he's like, I can't even take my best friend to dinner. <laughs> well, because you're cheating on because she's cheating on her fiance emotionally. That's why you can't. I so like I said when I texted you, I was like, I wasn't even shocked. I'm not even surprised by it because I always thought that it was strange that. And I mean, I have I have guy friends all, all the time. I mean, hello, you're one of them, right? But <laughs> but like. I did think it was weird that, like, she had this engagement and then she would move to San Diego. Was it San Diego? Yes. Um, and then John is always over at her apartment. It was a lot of weird. It was always John. More John than Blake. <laughs> yeah, it was a lot of John. Yeah, 
Like he's apparently the one who found her apartment. That's that's the moment that I thought it was weird. He he did the um, what was it? He did the like walkthrough, and was like, yeah, okay, and like helped her pick it and everything. But he did the walkthrough apparently, and I was like, so you trust him so much that he went to the apartment, got the tour, basically. Yeah. And I was like, what? Okay. Yeah, I just I don't know, man. Uh, he he basically says that they did not physically or emotionally cheat at all. Uh, mm-hmm. All of it's lies. All of it means absolutely nothing. It's just they either. I think once again, Nick. God, I feel like I quoted him a lot this episode. Nick says you that a lot every episode. You I know. Me. Leave me alone. Uh, <laughs> Nick Nick either believes that they either A, know that they emotionally cheated and are lying about it, mm-hmm. or are both so immature that they don't know the difference and don't believe that don't and actually don't believe what they did was wrong, in which mm-hmm. case that's almost worse because then they don't even understand the impact that they're having on other people. Yeah. Yeah. I, man, that was when his statement, when he released his statement, though, when I read it, I was like, I felt like it was very much someone who was trying to be happy-go-lucky about it with all of, like I said, his emojis and everything, and just basically like, leave Katie alone. Um, And I was like, oh my gosh, come on. Yeah, it was not, not good. Oh, and also, this is something that I know I told you, but the post that Katie made playing Begin Again by T-Swift while they're in the plane. Oh, the Blake's in that plane, too? Yeah, Blake was in that plane. There's a reason she was in the backseat. She literally used a, like a, a friend gathering date or whatever, you know, of her and John basically being like, oh, Begin Again, but like, Blake was there. I yeah. Was like, I am officially out on Katie. What, what did you tell me? Like, no wonder everybody hated her. Yeah, no wonder everyone hated her. Yeah. I just, man. Look, man. if anyone listening has any connection to any women from, from Michelle's season, I mean, from Matt's season, I would love to talk to them about the behind the scenes Katie. Man, I, my only my only wonder about Katie is like, did she really dupe us all? Like, did we really just think that she was so great? And then it's like, oh wait, though, this is who she been. Uh, I don't know, but yeah, uh, her saga is exhausting. <laughs> yes, I believe that was the last of our news and notes. But one boring story and two interesting stories is enough. Uh, Rankings? Are yours ready? Hold on. Hold on, though. To circle back to Tyler Cameron really quick. I forgot about this. So I mentioned that I watched him with the Bellas. Yes. And they were kind of hating on Hannah when they were talking to him. Um, They acknowledged the fact that she said she felt rejected by him and everything. And they're like... You went on a date with him, then he 
basically he didn't want to be with you uh no shit like that's what we all knew so then they're like um you know like she had mentioned some stuff and everything and tyler drops in he's like well i've got receipts too but no i respect hannah i love hannah she's great and i was like what kind of shadiness did you just like try to drop in there i think what he was trying to say was you can write about me in your book that's fine but don't keep coming after me and he did say he's like she's gotta sell some books she's gotta sell her books so but yeah he basically what he i think what he's saying is this is the last of our tense in the news interactions because if this continues and i'll say some things too and you're gonna get hurt by them but uh-huh. let's just let this be the end of our of our time together on the internet what I thought was interesting, though, is that um, a lot of people in the comment sections were not taking too kindly to Tyler. And they were like, you've had your 15 minutes of fame. You wrote a book. Nobody cared about it. You were hot stuff for a while. And now you're kind of a douche. I think, for whatever reason, Bachelor Nation has a very hard time siding with the dudes in breakups. Okay, because that Katie and Greg nonsense. Katie and Greg nonsense. Greg got crapped on. Same thing with Hannah and Peter. Peter Peter was the victim, obviously, of his own doing for his entire season. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, JPJ and Taysha, when they broke up, JPJ was the one, oh, he's too childish. He's too immature. He's not good enough for Taysha. Oh, yeah. Which, that was so silly. That, the, was, that was silly. And then there was the same news... About Tasha and Zach, where Tasha's like he was tired of his his uh, possessiveness and his constant fights. Oh gosh! So it, it, I'm pretty sure that uh, Blake and Katie, that mm-hmm. one is one of the few lingering bachelor relationships where people almost unanimously chose the dude. Mm-hmm. But that I think that Katie and Greg thing though. Man, when we watched that happen right before our very eyes and the way that Katie treated him, and it was like, we're all a little uncomfortable right now. It was all weird. Yeah. 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 Okay. Rankings. Rankings, go. Okay. I think third runner-up. Third runner-up. Is going to be Brandon. Whoa. <laughs> All right, continue. <laughs> Whoa, continue. So, I think that third runner up is Brandon. I think that first runner up, I think that will be. Oh, what does my heart of hearts tell me? I think the first runner-up will be Joe. Whoa. No. Mm. Mm. Oh, I'm trying to see into the future. I'm trying to catch my vibes. I'm going to switch that. I think that the first runner-up will be Nate because she'll be too nervous to be like, will he, is he going to want to be with me? You know, I don't know. And I think that she'll pick Joe and then they'll break up like in the next (laughs) year. All right, well, this is awkward because second runner-up, Nate. I think 
despite the fact that Charles knows nothing about the emotional capabilities of his stepson, Charles got to Michelle. Brandon, she knows without a shadow of a doubt, loves her more than anything in the world. Which is why he's not going to win. And Joe feels like home. Terrible. Nate's going home first. Okay. Okay. Runner-up, making it to the finale, but going home, and by going home, I mean driving to his house, Joe. Driving right down the street, around the corner. Driving from the fake beach they build in Minnesota to his home down the street. Joe, Brandon, she knows that man loves her. She knows that that man would kill and be killed for her. And what does she want more than anything? She wants someone to to be there for her. She wants a best friend and she wants someone to fight for her. Mm-hmm. Brandon would slaughter a grown man on national television with his bare hands for her. It's true. He wouldn't. He'd be like, see, I love you. He'd be but- standing... That is the reason that I think he would do that. And Michelle would be like, yeah, but Joel is down the street and around the corner. <laughs> no, because Joe is still emotionally unavailable. He really is. He has no, he doesn't emote at all. Brandon emotes the crap out of his life. He really does. He and really that's does. what I think will eventually bring Brandon home the prize that he so desperately wants, which is Michelle's wife. Like Michelle as his wife. And they will work out because of how much he how much he cares for her and how mature and mm-hmm. mature and calm she is. Yeah, sorry dude, I just don't see it. I don't whoever will be whatever random people will be on the Bachelor in Paradise season in 3 years will be at Michelle and Brandon's wedding. We'll see. I know that Michelle wants to be seen. She wants to be loved. She wants to be cherished and all these things. But I think that she really is into that local Mr. Basketball. I think being home as much as she's being home is going to Mm -hmm. actually work in Joe's negativity and not his favor. Okay, we'll see. We'll see, but I still think your boy's going home in the, the if he place. If he goes home next week, I will legitimately wear a black shirt to this recording. <laughs> you wear, like, wear a veil, too. Like, wear a no, that's ridiculous. <laughs> Don't be ridiculous. It will be a day of morning. This will be an episode of morning. We will start the episode with a moment of silence in honor of our great, great Brandon. Look, Nate, coolest person I've ever seen in my life. But Brandon, made to win this show. Yes. Just like like in Peter's season when we said Hannah Ann was built to win The Bachelor, which she did. Brandon is built to win The Bachelorette. I just still can't believe that Hannah Ann won and that it was like, but. <laughs> oh, man. But, uh, all right. Uh, I've expressed an intense amount of feelings this episode, and I feel like I got that you out. You really have. And I think this is where we should end. All right. I'm here for it. Guys, all right. Guys, like Brent tells you, follow us on Twitter. 
the at right reasons pod. Yes. And then Instagram um, at podcasting for the right reasons. And also our TikTok. I'm going to try to start posting more clips again. That's right. TikTok. Like all the kitties, all the kitties. That's that's a weird word. Yeah, don't do that. All the kiddos are on TikTok, on the talk. I am not because I am 95 years old and I refuse. I'm holding the line. I'm holding the line. I'm not doing it. But yeah. Um, Also, we have our Patreon. Patreon.com slash podcasting for the right reasons. Four bucks a month to help support us financially. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. Also, guys, play along with us at Rose League. It's fun. It's a I good time. Right. <laughs> we have a lot more people <clears throat> listening to these episodes than we have playing. And it literally costs you zero dollars. It really, really does. And it's if so- all you do is set your lineup and forget that you even do it, it costs you five minutes a week. I love it. I love it. I was devastated two weeks ago when I realized I forgot to put my lineup. Oh, and I was like, that's rough. No. That's rough. Yeah, I believe that. That's rough. It was. It was. So, all right. Well, got anything else? Nope. That's it. We'll talk to you later. Get that black armband out. Get that black t shirt out. I, I will need no such shirt. <laughs> Bye. Bye.